Hello. Hey, Eric. It's me, Ethan, man. Hey, what's up, dude? Nothing, man. I'm just, I'm getting ready to do this podcast here about Armageddon, and I just, I don't, oh, I don't. Science? Yeah, bad science. Uh, I just don't think I can do it, man. Well, I'll tell you one thing I loved about the movie, and I think everyone else did, too. What? I don't want to close my eyes. Eric. I don't want to fall asleep because I miss you, baby. And I don't want to miss a thing. Eric, come on, man. This is... Uh, be serious. I need to, I need your help. Oh, I am dead serious, Ethan. That song is great. Okay, so this whole... You're saying the whole thing I should just make about Aerosmith. You know what I'm saying? Which one is that? Oh. Walk this way, yeah. Yeah, Walk This Way by Aerosmith. What about Dude Looks Like a Lady? That's a good one. Banana, 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 you know? Yeah, Dude Looks Like a Lady, sure. Yeah, you, you can get some sort of scientist expert that is loosely affiliated with Aerosmith. Mm-hmm. Okay, thanks, man. Now I'm, now I'm re-energized. I'm going to do that. I love that idea. Oh, of course, man, and I hope you have a great time because I love Armageddon. <laughs> All right, thanks, pal. Hi everyone, welcome to Bad Science. I, as always, am your host, Ethan Edinburgh, and I am so delighted and equally frustrated to be here talking about Armageddon, a <laughs> film that made just way too much money, I feel like, and is re- really popular, and I'm, I'm tr- struggling to understand exactly why, but we're going to get down to it today. Um, we have our first repeat scientist guest. Very honored, very honored. I'm very honored <laughs> that you would grace us twice with your presence. It's unbelievable that you're here. It's Gorjian Gorjian. No, no. Give me a second chance. It is Verujan Gorjian. Very good. Very good. You remembered. Yes. It feels good to get it right. I got to say. Get it right the second time. Get it right the second time. That is impressive. Thank you so much. Now you have to mess up my name. Off to a good start. No, I don't think I'm going to mess up your name a little bit easier than Verujan Gorjian, uh, JPL astrophysicist. Thank you for being here. I'm happy to be here. Thank you. And of course, you know her unless you're living under a giant asteroid. It's Ricky Lindholm. Hi. Hi, Ricky. How are you? Good. You got my name right. Yeah. Yeah. First time. Yeah. <laughs> by the way. So pretty cool. Not to, you know, uh, blow my own skirt up, but very impressed. What? Okay. <laughs> so we're talking about Armageddon. And at first, I got to say, very fired up about this movie. I was really excited to watch it. Watched it last night, as I think you both mentioned that yeah, you I'd did. Yeah, I'd never seen it before last night. So Right. So... Part of me wanted to apologize to you for that, but hopefully you had a good time-ish. Oh, yeah. It was funny. It was, I mean, it it wasn't a bad time. Okay. It was, I mean, I, I actually wrote down my favorite lines. Okay, great. So, Which yeah. My, well, can I tell you my favorite line? Yeah, please. Sir, the override. It's been overridden. <laughs> Whoa. I was like, yes. Where was that? Who said that? That was, okay. So... You know, something's about to blow up or there's some big thing and, and they just the president is not on screen. And some some person just is like, I got a call. The president is his. The president says to stop them from doing whatever they're doing for whatever reason. They, they're trying to stop the guys in space. And so they they start some code. They oh, do the an nuke. override. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then Billy Bob Thornton, like, calls his friend who's in the room and he's like, override the override. <laughs> 
And they're like, what's going on? And the guy just goes, the override. It's been overridden. Honestly, that's like a perfect symbol for what I hated about the movie, which is that everything goes wrong all the time. Right. Ever since the beginning, it's just a nonstop like clusterfuck of fuck-ups. Like, everything is an error. Everything is about to explode. There's not enough time. There's panic and danger. There's not enough time, but they sure take their time. Yeah, it's a two and a half hour movie. And, and like, they're like, like, it's four days till the thing, the world blows up and Bruce Willis is like, my guys need a day off. And it's like, wait, no, they've had four days to become astronauts. I know. I'm sorry, they need a day off. There's like like, a powerful shot from under him where he's like, I'm not asking. Yeah, (laughs) I'm telling you. Or it's We're like, taking a day. It's like you got 10 minutes until this thing blows up and one of us is going to die. And Bruce Willis is like, yeah, tell my daughter this. And da, da, da. you're just like, <laughs> yeah. go, hurry up. I, I have so many. I was I was telling you guys earlier, I've never made this many notes about a movie. I think because it is really long and they do jam pack so much in that two and a half hours or nine hours, it felt like. Um, so I just, I don't know. I picked apart everything here. But before we get into it, I read some interesting trivia about the movie. So I thought maybe you guys would get a kick out of this. Maybe you know, maybe you don't. I didn't know a lot of this stuff. So the big big problem that people have with the film is that they train uh, oil drillers mm-hmm. to become astronauts instead of the other way around, right? Instead, That's of- one of my other favorite lines. Mm-hmm. We're not astronauts. We're oil oil drillers. We're not even supposed to be here. That's what he says <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like they say it a couple times, too. Right. <laughs> so Ben Affleck, while they were filming, had an issue with this and went up to Michael Bay and he asked why it was easier to train oil drillers to become astronauts than it was to train astronauts to become oil drillers, and Michael Bay told him to shut the fuck up. So that was the end of that. I mean, that does sort of... Like put a whole wrench in the entire movie. Like it's, yeah. it's a big question. Yeah, I mean that's the way the movie goes. It's like you said, it's just one disaster after another. Not necessarily well motivated by anyone. No. Not at all. And they'll just be like, "Cause I said so." Yeah. And you're like, I "Yeah, got, okay, okay, then, yeah. sure." Um, okay, so there was another film that came out that year called Deep Impact. I don't know if you guys remember this I movie. I remember both of them. Actually, saw them both in the theater. Okay, so yeah, saw they neither were neither one. You didn't see that one either. Okay, honestly, you're not missing much either way. But, so they came out at the same time. They have very similar premises. Premisi? Premises is probably Mm -hmm. what it is. Premises. 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 Scientists, uh, confirm me on that. (laughs) Um, And so a production uh, president at Disney was at a meeting with the writer of Deep Impact and was taking a bunch of notes apparently, and then took his script to Disney on purpose, like, to make a movie to counter Deep Impact. So it was very much, there was no coincidence here is what I'm saying. Whoa. Well, there, yeah. I, I didn't know the specific story, but I mean, there's no coincidences in Hollywood. And then a few years later, then there was two Mars movies. There was right. Red Planet and, and uh, Mission, Mission to Mars. Mars. Right. And so and somebody makes it, therefore it's it's valuable somehow. And then somebody else has yeah. to make a copy. Like there are two volcano it's... movies that came out. Oh my God, you're right. Dante's Peak and like, what was it, Volcano? Or I think it was Volcano, yeah. yeah. Tommy Lee Jones movie. <laughs> yeah. Which they, those were good, actually. I, I kind of know liked. That. Oh, I remember. Yeah, are they allowed to do that? Just take notes on someone's pitch, and then that makes me scared to pitch anything. Yeah. Although none of my hmm. pitches are crowd pleasing, so they're all like niche things where no one no one would be able to sell that anywhere. <laughs> right. So be like, well, well, very few people will watch this. <laughs> but that's a way of protecting yourself. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, just kind of have bad ideas. I have a one very after small another. audience. <laughs> it's not a bad idea. It's yeah. it's, it's yeah. targeted. Yes. Right. Right. Um, okay. So Bruce Willis said that he did not care for Michael Bay directing style and he refuses to work with him again 
which I thought was interesting. What was his directing? Like like the the product or his personality? Because the product seemed fine. It seemed like every other movie ever like right. that. <laughs> it didn't seem worse than anything else. No, I, I think it's actually one of the better Michael Bay movies if you rank them. Sure. Essentially, Transformers but, and I don't yeah. even know exactly. Well, I actually no, no, no. liked uh, Pain and Gain, which yeah, everybody hated. I did, I did not see that. No, I think his best mm. one is The Rock in terms oh, of... Oh, good Gosh, call. I don't think I've seen a Michael Bay movie till yesterday. Oh, Wow. Oh, I mean, maybe, none of these ones anyway. Maybe <laughs> yeah. I have. So the Rock was fun. Broke, broke your streak. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you really had to go on. Not on purpose. It wasn't, um, I don't have any problem with This him. is a fun one, and maybe you can tell us if you've done something similar. Bruce Willis was given a second trailer that housed a full working gym at an estimated cost of $175,000. I did that on my show Another Period. Oh, yeah? Yeah, Comedy for... Central was like, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll pay half the budget toward a gym trailer for you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then you never used it, because Bruce Willis apparently never went in there. He never went in there? <laughs> Correct. He oh, demanded this no. huge expensive gym and then just, I guess, decided he didn't need to work out. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> so well, I thought that bad. was great. Um, okay, so Steve Buscemi's in this movie. We all love Steve Buscemi, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. He's yep. incredible. So he claims that the role of Rockhound, which is... Is that his part? That's the character's okay. name, by yep. the way, was pitched to him as a heroic geologist, which he eagerly accepted. Uh, which we all know now is no. not what happened in the movie. So no, he wanted to change because a lot of his roles are these like low lives, you know, who like, he gets kind of typecast with those roles. Um, so after he he said that he would do the role, yeah. that's when they changed Made the it. script. And My gave favorite him. part about the Steve Buscemi part role was that at the end when the ship, spoiler alert, when the ship lands on Earth, <laughs> the stripper from the strip club is magically there. Yes. How is she allowed at the landing site? How does she know where it's yeah. landing? It's a good Who question. Who knew to get her? Yeah. <laughs> and Who? tell her what's going on. She's yeah. watching the yes. news. How does she remember his name? Like, And what was her explanation to get onto this like top secret landing site? Uh, that's a good question actually for you. When when they come back, is it top? How do you talk top- your way in? Right. Well, it's, it's it's not uh, top secret because it's it's a giant runway in Kennedy, and mm-hmm. it was more top secret-ish when they landed in Edwards Air Force Base here because it's an Air Force Base. But the Kennedy landing area, they actually cordon off the area because they're volatile gases that are coming off the <laughs> off the shuttle. Okay, so then. They wait for a while, then the astronauts can come out and check the spa- uh, spacecraft, and then the families are wait- waiting separately, mm-hmm. and then they're taken to meet the families gotcha. who've been waiting for them. But the families, again, have to be cleared to be that close. You can't just walk on up. Or, you yeah, know. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, no, this is, yeah, she that part. She was still in her sort of, like, stripper outfit. Yeah. Yeah, but again, I, mean, I feel like I would wear like maybe more comfortable shoes to yeah. a landing site. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. You, uh, yeah, that was uh, well, that and you know the guy who was estranged from his wife and son who so, magically again they found oh, her man. and yeah. they, they really yeah. tried she to. She did make a one eighty really quickly. Yeah, yeah. Oh my yeah. god, good call. We don't know what he did in the past to no. make her so furious. And she him. sees him on TV and then she's like, "That's your dad." Your dad. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess that's, he saved that's the, the world. salesman. That's your dad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess if you're an astronaut who saves the world, it's like all is forgiven. Because, That's true. You, you know, know what I thought was really good in the movie was Liv Tyler. <laughs> yeah. I thought she, she might good. be the reason that the movie's like a little like not made fun of or might more elevated. Because she is like yeah. you do care about her. Yeah, no, that's true. She'd and be great. Often you don't care about anyone. Well, she's actually <laughs> yeah. one of only and for some reason you care about her. Basically only two continuous female characters in the movie first of all right. oh man I have a big yeah, uh, yeah, note I about mean, the but no, I mean, misogyny did, in this movie oh no the misogyny oh, yeah. is very high but uh, <laughs> but you do like love but, her but her it, yeah, yeah, yeah you're, yeah. you're on She's her good. side I mean that's yeah. the one character that you really are on her side yeah and, yeah, yeah I just wish they would have given her 
part of the mission to help with or something because there's a lot of shots of her at NASA just like wandering around yeah. or like and allowed her face to be on the in table. the control room for some reason. Yeah, well, I like she that just she's goes, allowed. I don't have anywhere else to go. <laughs> <laughs> Where else am I? I'm not hungry. And, and they're like, we don't. We're saving the world. We don't care that you're not entertained. Like, but... <laughs> go see a movie. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I just wish that I don't know that she had some sort of expertise that would have helped with the oil drilling right. or just some. She's I don't know Mandarin or something at the yeah, beginning, and they the never. Beginning. And they never fulfilled that promise. They didn't have her do right. any translating. I thought that was coming. I was yeah. like, oh, she's going to translate to someone. No. Come around. Yeah, no. No. Nope. Yeah. And then, waits. of course, the other female who I think you're talking about is like the NASA pilot. Yes. Who just gets the first Did time that we. Did she die? What happened? No. I lost track of her. Yeah. Well, There's... that's the surprise. Uh, she, at the last scene of them walking away from the spacecraft after it's landed, she's way in the back and on the left. <laughs> Like, oh, I yes, mean, that woman's still here. Yeah. She, she, I think, is the same woman who, when they first, she's like yelling at them and they're just looking at her like a sex object. Right. They're like calling her hot and stuff yep. like that. And then, like, the Russian guy like throws her to the side later but on. But that was the thing is, everything is at stake for them to get out of here. Yeah. yeah. She has all the books. She knows what to look yeah. up. She's going to fix it. She's going to use her intellect. The guy moves her out. And hits, hits it, it with, with a wrench. wrench. Yep. I was and like, I was like, are you kidding me? It's not a printer. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> That's what fixes yeah. it, though, apparently. Although she wasn't, like, I don't know. I would I would push someone aside if I felt like I was going to save the world by pushing them aside. But yeah, he had yeah. no expertise. My, Literally, and he's saying, like, all spacecraft are the same. Really, they are not. <laughs> right, of course. But that was the one chance the that this one character had something to contribute and do. And she was undermined in that. Yeah. Just like, and the other, the other cheap joke. Yeah, because yeah, they set her up as having a skill that they said Liv Tyler was having a skill, and then mm-hmm. neither of them got to do anything yeah, with it. No. Yeah, she didn't. I mean, especially compared to the other pilot, I don't even know his name. It's like white guy number seven. White guy, <laughs> yeah. yeah, white guy number seven. He had a big role, and he was in fights with Bruce Willis and all this stuff. But she didn't do anything. She was just like not around. Yeah, which was very strange to me. It's yeah. weird they didn't let her help. Yeah, that is weird that give her something. Like, why didn't she have the wrench to have a moment? Yeah, yeah no, that was the thing. If she had said, you know, this, 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 oh, it's not working, and then grabs. The wrench from the Russian like, and bangs it. Yeah. That would have been crazy. Would have loved that. Would have loved that. Because like, I'm already. I'm, I'm trying to give the movie all of these comical <laughs> parts because they're obviously like going over the top with oh, these. Oh yeah, I mean, the movie you know, way over the top. Yeah, yeah like comedy, action, whatever you want to call it. It was hilarious. Yes, there's a lot of very funny parts that I don't think they necessarily even meant for it to be funny. But then there are you know these purposeful comic parts. But she didn't. I don't know. It bothered me that she was just. Anytime you saw her, it was like for two seconds. She didn't say anything. It's very weird. Yeah. Okay. So. I wonder if she got cut out or something. Like, what was the. I think they just didn't. It seemed to me like this movie is about all these dudes. Oh, wait. We have to give her some lines. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. So I want to play a clip. We we play a game uh, called Carl Say Again. Carl Say Again? So it's uh, it's a clip from the movie where they're in the NASA conference room. They're discussing what the problem is, and uh, and I want to get your opinion on oh, okay. it. Okay. Why don't we just send up 150 nuclear warheads and blast that rock apart? Terrible idea. Was I talking to you? This is Dr. Ronald Quincy from Research. Pretty much the smartest man on the planet. You might want to listen to him. General, if you consider your target, uh, composition, dimensions. Sheer velocity. You could fire every nuke you've got at her and she'd just smile at you and keep on coming. You should know that the president's scientific advisors are suggesting that a nuclear blast could change this asteroid's trajectory. I know the president's chief scientific advisor. We were at MIT together. 
And in a situation like this, you, you really don't want to take the advice of a man who got a C minus in astrophysics. Why aren't the president's scientific advisors in the meeting? In the room, right? I thought the same thing. Who are these people and why aren't they available? Hitting the rock from the outside won't do the job. Sorry, I'm interrupting. Imagine a firecracker in the palm of your hand. You set it off. What happens? Burn your hand, right? You close your fist around the same firecracker and set it off. (laughs) Your wife's going to be opening your ketchup bottles the rest of your life. Okay, well... (laughs) A lot of things on that one. First of all, we know he's smart because he's got a British accent. That's right. And glasses. Uh, and glasses, yes. But that's the, the other thing. And one of my pet peeves is that somehow either the, the you know, people from with, with accents are either evil or super geniuses somehow. That's yes, <laughs> so yes. a very, very weak shorthand there. And then the other part of it is it's partly true. That is, if you're trying to contain an explosion, you know, it's it's, you know, there is, it's going to sort of blow things apart. Mm-hmm. But what happens to your hand in the firecracker, it doesn't blow up into two pieces. Right. It blows up into multiple pieces. That's why you don't blow things up, whether from the outside or the inside. Mm. It's coming at you, and now you have many, many more pieces. Sure, they're smaller, yeah. but we're already, you know, the small pieces can do huge amounts of damage. So yeah, that, that first scene, we see New York getting bombarded with these smaller pieces. Yeah. And so I have a couple questions there. One, do we not know, do we not have, like, a detection system when these things are going to come at us? Because well, that, that seems scary. Well, few more or less... Not percentage-wise correct, but at the time in the 90s, the amount of budget that NASA had, mm-hmm. or the various different departments in the U.S. government had, uh, partly funded by the National Science Foundation and NASA, it was uh, very little. So there was very little monitoring going on. There okay. was, but it was... But people obviously looked at the places where you would most likely see these things coming from. Got you. Yeah, is, Billy Bob Thornton says something like that, yeah, right? He says like three percent. We can only see three percent of the sky. Yeah. And you know, and it's a big sky. I believe it was a big ass sky. Oh, sorry. Yep. <laughs> it's a big ass sky. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was. Uh, but that's the thing. So our, our budget. We've gotten since then um, a mission who whose job it was to uh, survey the entire sky mm-hmm. in the infrared, and it's easier to pick these things up in the infrared than it is in the optical. Okay. Because they tend so to nowadays, if it's something like that was coming a meteor shower, that, uh, that would that way, demolish the city. we'd more likely you know, be much more aware of it now. We, okay. we don't, there's another mission coming up, which will be the one, like the, it'll be the Sentinel. Okay. Um, and would there only be two teams of scientists in the entire world looking at this? One of the presidents and then one of... <laughs> The NASA? army, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and then that's it. That's <laughs> this is, yeah. This there's is, the two teams they're opposing. Yeah, they don't. No they don't contact. The world, they no. don't contact anyone else or anyone from no. other countries until like way later when they really have to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that that's the thing. First they of all, they don't even meet each other. They yeah. don't. The president's <laughs> no. men never come into. No, the no, room. they never come in. Yeah. yeah it's, no, it's, it's only like the uh, the muscle comes yeah. in later to and take over. They just walk in. They're like, we're we're gonna. What are they gonna destroy the world? Why would they stop the mission? Like, wouldn't they? want to take a chance knowing certain destruction like why I, yeah i don't know i i, you're, I think you're inserting the logic in a way that sure, <laughs> sure. that's true that this was uh, maybe yeah let's maybe, leave logic maybe, at the, too far i'm <laughs> inserting a fleckian ben affleckian <laughs> logic yeah. so so about the firecracker yeah. uh analogy here if you are because he says the general says if we fire 150 nukes yeah. at that thing why can't we just do that and the guy's like, that thing will just smile and keep coming at you. So it's like, but d- wouldn't that do something? 150 well, nukes. No, no, no. That would do. That would do a lot. But that's the thing is, that's the fundamental problem with almost all of this stuff. First of all, mm-hmm. they didn't seem to understand the difference between an asteroid and a comet. They said a comet hit an asteroid and deflected it coming towards us. Comets have 
all those gases and things coming off of them. Asteroids generally don't. This one mm. was covered with, you know, gases coming off of it. Yeah. You know, fishers, you know. It made a noise, too. Yeah. Oh, well, they got yeah. off the, the, <laughs> the spaceship or whatever, yeah. and it makes this, like, growling noise, like a big creature. Yeah. yeah. What the like, hell was that? Oh, it was like, um, not not the Muppets. What was the other one? The troll cartoons? Troll. Not not the Muppets, but the... Uh, the oh. Like in Sesame oh, Street? Oh, come on. It was like yeah. Martian? The other... The other Oh, forget it. Okay. <laughs> Wait, I, th- I know what you're talking. Fraggle Rock? Fraggle Rock. Oh, uh, it felt like Fraggle it. Rock down there. Yeah, yeah, it really did. It yeah. sounded like a swamp or yeah. some crap. But no, I mean, that's the other thing is that you none of this you can make any decision about until you know what it's made out of. Uh-huh. And, you and it's made out of different well, Bruce stuff. Bruce Willis wanted the day off. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, they can't. Is, yeah. They don't have time for They that. don't have time for actually studying. And that's the thing is that you would want to study it. Somehow they geologically know exactly the depth to go to, you know, to split it in right. two. But, and it's, you know. They, they are they, oil drillers, so yeah. they would know. Yeah. <laughs> yes, because oil feet. drillers have never drilled anywhere where they didn't strike oil. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's the thing, is that you want to know what the material is. Yeah. And blowing it up generally is a bad idea because it's going to split it up into multiple pieces and many of those pieces will hit and that's dangerous. Okay. And more often than not, the main thing you want to do, and this was, of course, it was caught within 14 days and that's, again, a ridiculous kind of yeah. thing. 18 days, not to correct 18, you, yeah, you're sorry, a scientist. 18, no, 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 that's fine. It's, <laughs> my memory is not <laughs> uniquely better than anybody else's. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, so supposedly a comet had hit it and nobody noticed except this one guy who's sitting at... Actually, right. it was Matt Wilson Observatory. at his wife. Yeah. Yeah. Again, get the phone book. And did that it's ever a million times. Did he come back? No, I no. don't think so. We just have him screaming at a woman for no reason. It was and just that's this it? weird offshoot, quote unquote, funny scene, I yeah. think. Well, no, remember the, the payoff like, of the quote unquote funny scene was what he wanted to name the asteroid. Which was, oh. which was after his wife because she was so horrible that it was a dis- what did so, they name again, it? Again, the misogyny is just like, yeah. that's all the jokes that they were <laughs> yeah, getting. It's that just, was weird. Just so strange. screaming yeah. at her. It could have very easily just been someone at NASA being like, oh my God, I got yeah. something on my screen here. What is this? Yeah. yeah. And He's that's, done. Yeah. So anyway. And the main the thing president's is, scient- yeah. scientific advisor is called. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah you got to see minus, but yeah. we still somewhat. <laughs> but the main thing is just you you want to know, you, you want to detect them as early as possible, yeah. which again, this one was magically not. Mm-hmm. And then after that, the critical part is the earlier you know, the easier it is to deflect it. If you know about it early enough, you just land, you know, you can actually fly a rocket that hits it and just has this gentle thrust uh-huh. and just slowly just nudges Have it. Have we done that? No, we haven't. But uh. that's the. those are sort of the main things you want to have. You Whoa. either land a rocket. You can actually, one of the ideas has been to land mirrors on it. So one side, if it, depending on how it's spinning, if one side is more towards the sun and if you land mirrors, the solar pressure will start pushing it away. Whoa. Uh, or you can have something very, you know, something, anything that will gently push it enough early enough. So you can have rockets, you can have mirrors, you can have a solar sail that you attach to it. They said that when they were pitching ideas. Yeah, he said, like, yeah. why don't we put a big solar, sail? And yeah. Billy Bob Thornton is like, come on, guys. No, he's <laughs> right. If it's in, within 18 days, it's not oh, going to okay, help. Gotcha, but the gotcha. idea is that most of the stuff we know, and like the likeliest object that we know of that's going to hit us is going to be, you know, 2070. That's how, you know, right, of right. the ones that we know. The, the problem is, of course, the ones that we don't know about. Sure. And so if there's eight, if we got 18 days or 18 days yeah. out, is it enough time to launch something over there? And it seems like it's about where the moon is, they show. Yeah, not long, you know, not further out. Than, you know, it was further yeah. out than the moon, then they went and... Right, by the time it got there, yeah. 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 So it's further out than the moon, but not by that much, let's yeah. say. What would you would you say we go and attach a rocket and move? No, it? that's the thing is that the main thing at that point is you attach as many rockets and push it aside. Push it. Yeah, just 
push it as as fast and hard as you can at that point. Mm-hmm. Because I like that idea. That's the main thing because then you don't break it up. You don't have to know the full structural integrity of it. You need to know just enough that it won't, you know, the rockets won't just go through it because that would most likely be a comet. It'll be an ice ball. Mm-hmm. But the main thing is you, you fundamentally, you uh, know, Breaking something apart in this way is just way more dangerous, especially when you don't know anything about it. In this right. case, like we don't know anything about it, but magically we know if we drill down 800 feet, it'll split in two. Yeah, yeah. And we know that it's made of different stuff because at one point, what does he say? There's like an iron plate. Yeah, like, yeah. We yeah, landed yeah, on a bunch yeah, of iron. iron yeah. So, and what the hell like, is that? Are there asteroids that are made of different things? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, asteroids okay. tend to be conglomerations because they're, mm. they're sort of the building blocks of planets in the early solar system. So sometimes they're bits and pieces of things that started differentiating. So you've got the metals and the silicates and things starting to separate. Okay. Uh, and there's a mission that's uh, going to uh, an asteroid that looks like it's entirely metal. It's called, the, the asteroid is called Psyche. And it's, a, oh, the mission is called Psyche and it's going to this a, a, asteroid that is, looks like it's just a giant iron rock out there. Okay. But from the meteorites that have hit the earth, we have, you know, iron meteorites, we have carbon, carbonaceous ones and lots of different kinds. Have a bunch of meteorites hit the earth? Oh, yeah, a lot. Yeah. And if you go and there's a you can actually um, go to websites where you can buy like little pendants made out of meteorites. Oh, <laughs> weird. Yeah. yeah. So they're uh, it's kind of nice. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, yeah. So, I mean, there's that many. So that, I mean, they're not space. cheap. But, Are they know. cute? Uh, it depends Would they on your taste. go with my coloring? Yeah. yeah no. I'm a I'm a spring. Okay, no, the, I think it works. I think yeah. it works. <laughs> Partly, we'll go shopping after yeah, this. I look good in pastels. Yeah. And well, all it is is that you uh, just slice them thinner because yeah. that's what they do. They just slice the little chunk that they got. They slice it up and then put it on a pendant or a earrings or whatever you like. Wow. Um, so there's wait, a lot of them. <laughs> can I tell you one of my other favorite lines? Oh, yeah, Ricky's favorite um, quotes. He goes. What are you doing with a gun in space? <laughs> yes, yes. So what good. What is he doing with a gun in space? That's I, a great question. And they have machine guns on the uh, armadillo. Why do they have right. machine guns? No, yeah, they, That's this guy crazy. Had, this guy's, we're fighting a, a meteor and he has a little handgun. Like, what was his plan? In a safe? Yeah. 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 Like, as if no he, there's, noticed, like, home intruding. No one noticed that he had, there was, like, a safe on the rocket. Yeah. With a gun in it. Or whatever they were on. And she looks at him like, what is that? Yeah. Where'd you get that? What's the What are the you safe? doing with a gun in space? Yeah. 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 So that's a good question. Guns don't work in space, or they work differently? Oh, no, no. They 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 they, they do work. And okay. In fact, if I'm... This has been a while since I read this. For the first mission to the moon, they actually had a gun that they took with them Whoa. because they had no idea what was going to be happening. That's hilarious. <laughs> Did but, Neil Armstrong have it in his white suit when he walked no, on no, the moon? No, 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 I don't oh. think so. Buzz had it. Yeah. No, the third <laughs> so, guy. I mean, Who's the third guy? There yeah. was a the third. He's got to know. Well, well, Buzz Tim Ald- or something. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't there a third? No, no, guy? no. It was uh, Buzz Aldrin and, and Neil Armstrong landed on the moon, and the guy who was orbiting his name was Michael Collins. Ah, uh, see, Collins. that's close. Yeah. Tim, yeah, Tim Michael. Michael. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, that was. The three of them share a star on Hollywood Boulevard. Is that true? There's a big star. Yeah. Kind of feel like they should get their own. (laughs) Well, they share it. Because yeah, well, no one, unfair. Michael wouldn't go on. That's not really fair. Ooh, that's a good point. It's So you got to be nice Include to Michael. Include Michael, yeah, 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 yeah. Michael, if you're listening, thank you so much yes, for your contribution. thank you, Michael. Yeah, but, you're the best. Yeah, but the main thing is that um, if you, you need to have a special way of igniting the gunpowder. Okay. So now, if you can make a gun, and, and speaking a little bit beyond my knowledge here, but fundamentally, I think uh, the bullets are such that, you know, you, it's like a solid rocket. It okay. doesn't, it has the oxidizer. And the fuel in there, so that's what it's launching it. So whether you do it in space where there's no oxidizer, why you need rockets, versus jet airplanes, 
it's the same idea as a, essentially a rocket. You're burning fuel, but you take the oxygen out of the air to make your fire and you know okay. blow it up. I am truly not following. So can you use a gun in space or no? Yeah, I, I believe you can, yes. Okay. Because the main thing is that you need some... My brain is not fast yeah. enough to follow I'm that I'm sorry. <laughs> apologies. No, the main thing is that for anything to have that to be thrust forward, you need some sort of a fuel mm-hmm. and you need some sort of something that will oxidize the fuel. And oxygen is a good oxidizer. And usually what you have is like the Roman candle things next on the sides of the shuttle. Mm-hmm. Those are solid rocket booster so those you and any rocket has its fuel and oxidizer mix either in the solid form or liquid form and yeah i I believe bullets are like the solid rocket boosters you know once you can light them Mm -hmm. you know that's the igniter and whether the igniter requires oxygen or not i'm not quite sure but fundamentally guns in space approved well potentially (laughs) why don't rocket boosters cause damage to the people of earth they drop them right they drop the rocket boosters where do those go uh Good those uh, th- those went into the atlantic because the launches were from florida so mm. they would go up and then oh, they would so they do land on earth but yes, then we collect them yes no the, the rocket boosters were the recoverable parts so mm. they would come down with parachutes and we would collect them great the main fuel tank the giant orange thing would mm. not and that would just fall in the ocean just wow. you know I'm picturing Literally. some surfer being like, yeah. what's coming at me? No. <laughs> yeah. So that just falls into the ocean and, and no one cares? That was the only non-reusable part of the space shuttle, which was the giant Well, I get fuel that tank. it's non-reusable, but yeah. I'm saying, can do, we, do they go right, collect it? No, and... no, no, it's litter. Okay, that seems, I love that it's litter. Yeah, it's just a big litter. There's like uh, a Tootsie Pop wrapper, a rocket booster. Yeah, yeah, All over the side. Yeah. And, 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 um... Uh, SpaceX, they have now that they come back, right? Yes, the- no, that was one of the big deal. I mean, it's a really big deal because yeah. uh, until both, first of all, they very clever, very innovative, but people have been thinking about that for decades. Mm-hmm. But I think the technology just wasn't there. And also, it's expensive. To what? To, to make them? To make them come back. And so, I couldn't believe that when I saw it. It yeah. looked like a CGI trick. Yeah, oh, no, it, it looked, looked like, like something it, yeah. filmed and then put in reverse. Yeah, no, I, I, I talked to one of the guys, and it, it reduces your launch mass, and that's what everybody's been pushing for, that the idea mm. is that if you want to launch something, you want to put all your rocket fuel in pushing the stuff up. So the heavier the stuff up that you lift, then the more money you can charge. Gotcha. And so, but SpaceX... The more money you can charge? For the, the payload, that is, if, you, if you're a satellite manufacturer, you're a communication satellite, oh. and I want to stick more... Or, you know, satellite dishes on mine so oh, I can you know, broadcast it. more okay. TV, you know, and then this rocket guy comes in and I can lift it for you. <laughs> so and they can and they charge a fair bit. And in this case, they were playing more of a long game and saying, I'll not use all my fuel to go into orbit. Right. And then but I'll come back. And then the it's so this makes it much cheaper for me to refly that over and over again. And so gotcha. that's where they're trying to make their money. Okay, I want to take us back to the beginning of the movie because I was actually into the intro where we watched the Cretaceous Paleogene extinction event. Narrated by Charlton Heston. Yes, this is true. Cretaceous Paleogene extinction event. I learned about this recently. Crustaceous is fish. Cretaceous. Cretaceous. Oh, crustacean is a fish, right? Yes, (laughs) the shrimp paleogene uh, extinction event. No, uh, Cretaceous. So, like when the meteor came to that killed all the dinosaurs. Mm -hmm. That's what we're talking about here, which is not as bad as the Great Dying. Right, which was right. the previous extinction event. Right. I think I missed that part. Was that in the movie? No, I'm just. Well, the the intro sequence yes. was where the meteor comes oh, down. Oh, I was not. I thought it was like credits, so I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> I was brushing my teeth. <laughs> yeah, no, they, I missed. I missed. I missed. That the was like the only good part of the movie. Oh, that was, that was, I, I started when it was like that guy arguing with the other guy. 
Yeah, no, this was the, the, so yeah. there's a narration about how Earth has been hit by asteroids from oh. space before. Right, and, and everything caused, died. You know, all the dinosaurs died. Oh, that segment of that. Right, right, right. Not all the dinosaurs, yeah. excuse me. So um, I wanted to talk about how later on uh, Billy Bob Thornton says that if this meteor hits, that everything will die, including all the bacteria. Yeah. So is that legitimate or I, I can't say about the bacteria but the the difference in size is, is definitely it because the mm. um the one that hit uh that caused the dinosaur extinction at the cretaceous tertiary boundary about 65 million years ago that one was about six to ten miles across what that's it that's it seems really small but what happened yeah. to the bacteria <laughs> no they, uh, they unfortunately survived to make us have to go and take <laughs> antibiotics <laughs> uh but no the um uh, and this one they said is the size of Texas, right? So way different size scale. So, but for sure everything would die then. Yeah, I think most likely. But I, I'm, okay. I'll give bacteria a shot at least. <laughs> yeah, that's nice of you. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Um, then very uh, soon into the movie, and I'm talking 15 minutes in, uh, Harry Bruce Willis's character starts to shoot at AJ. I think his name was yes. uh, Ben Affleck's character mm-hmm. with a shotgun, right? Which is attempted manslaughter. Yes. Right. I mean, that's just they that's did the have law. that hijinks music underneath. To let us know it was light. <laughs> they did let us know yeah. instinctually that he was not going to shoot him. Yeah, and then oh, that his... would have been really funny. <laughs> he just kills him, and then we never go back to it. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> and the, the movie just goes on. His all of his team is recovering. He just got killed in the no. first yeah. cameo. It's in that list of demands. He's like, I would like to be absolved of murder. <laughs> yeah, I did kill someone on my crew yes. uh, <laughs> earlier today. Yes. Uh, no, that part seemed so over the top to me and so ridiculous. And there's actually a moment where one of the last times he shoots the shotgun he gets shot in the leg a bullet hits him in the leg or ricochet or whatever yeah Yeah, ricochet hits him in the leg which also never mentioned after that it's not like he has trouble walking around he's just cool for the mission but whatever let's skip past it for a second the guy his like right hand man chick that's his name uh, tells him this is getting real hey (laughs) slow down it's like he fired a shotgun like six times already on an oil like refinery what are you talking about you shouldn't Fire guns on oil rigs, right? I'm not a scientist, but I, I'm, I'm not an engineer. Tomorrow. That's yeah. an engineer, but I would side with you. That sounds like a horrible idea. Yeah, yeah. I and wouldn't fire a gun into like even like a gas station thing. Yeah, no, or, or no. into anywhere, but especially good call. Well, yeah. anywhere there, there's lots of pipes which are presumably carrying stuff which are important, either liquids or gases. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. And he, and then. Six minutes later, there's a big accident. Of course, there's an accident. Something goes wrong. And, the, you know, they're like panicking on the oil drill. Mm-hmm. Some There's an air pocket and whatever. And it's a mistake that AJ made. And then once everybody's safe, Harry Bruce Willis comes over to AJ and tells him, hey, somebody could have died right there. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want that on your conscience? Yeah. That's what he tells him. And was AJ ever a good scientist? Because he makes that mistake and then he like messes up the simulation and does he do something right on the moon or, no, or no, on the, on the asteroid? Where he, he, everything, every time he pushes too far, it turns into a disaster except when it counts for the saving of the world. Right. Oh, then it works. Then, yeah, it, then works. it works. Oh, yeah. So he's he like was, a maverick. Oh, he's it. pushing the limit. Yeah. Got it. He goes on instinct. Unnecessarily. Yeah. Um, okay. There's a huge, uh, vacuum room. That they show at NASA. Yep. They say we're going to suck out all the oxygen and that's going to be like what the atmosphere is on the asteroid or in space, they yeah. say. But they close the door and then that scene is over. We don't see. It's very quick. Yep. And then it moves on to the next thing. And I was just wondering if they have a room like that and why wouldn't they show us any part no, of it's, it, They're actually called space simulators. Okay. And they, but they only simulate the... Um, 
you know, temperature and, you know, vacuum of space. And so okay. what you do is you test spacecraft in there. You don't put people in there. Um, okay. The main, but it is huge. It is like that. Mil- I think it's that one of the largest huge. ones is in Johnson. Yes, there are okay. several around. Uh, JPL has a couple. And okay. uh, the interesting thing is that uh, the way you test the spacecraft, whether how well it'll do in space, it's mostly partly a thermal test. That is, you can shine the amount of sunlight that it's going to have impact on it mm-hmm. so if you're going towards the sun of course it'll get hotter if you're getting can the spacecraft get rid of that heat in the vacuum of space because right now we're just used to it you sweat you you, you know the air takes your heat away from you in yeah. space there is no way to get rid of the heat but yeah. look at the what your computers do how much heat they generate so all the computers on the spacecraft how do you get rid of that heat it's it should have been a deal. lot sweatier on those suits oh Oh, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Well, the suits do actually have uh, liquid-cooled systems, too. So oh. they actually circulate it for... That's cool. Yeah. But th- when they're planning it, I will say someone tells them... Oh, I think it's Billy Bob Thornton yeah. who's, like, letting them know that once you're up there, the temperature is going to be, like, a 1,000 degrees or it's going to be negative 100 yeah. degrees. It's like you're going to be in the worst conditions possible. Scary. I think Owen Wilson has a funny line yeah. where he says, like, oh, okay, so scariest conditions yeah, possible. Uh, uh, yeah, Why didn't yeah. you just say that? Yeah. But then when they're up there, nobody's complaining. There's nobody, and they've never gone to space, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. But that's what spacesuits are yeah. for, else. And no one's really marveling. Like, no one yeah. really takes their time. Except the guy who went crazy. It yeah. was <laughs> right, right, Buscemi, yeah. No, it's like, whoa, we are on an asteroid. This is, or whatever they were yeah. on. We were uh, on an iron plate of A fake lava asteroid. Or whatever. Something that's similar but not completely unlike an asteroid. <laughs> so that, that's a, that's a good point, though. Is it what's the what's the main difference, I guess, between an asteroid and a comet and a meteor? Is there are some of them the same? Yeah, no, uh, um, sort of, kind of. I mean, the main thing is that asteroids are generally rocky objects in space. Okay, they don't have the gas. Uh... They they can have some sort of gas pockets and so on. More okay. often than not, if they if we do see some outgassing from asteroids, it seems to be, it's what started off as a comet, all the ices have now boiled off mm. or sublimated. Actually, we went from solid to gas. Sublimated. Yeah. So, uh, but comets really are fundamentally dirty ice balls. Oh, bolts. sublimated, go, it means goes solid to gas? Is, yeah. that, is that related to subliminal? Uh, I, I think th- it, it is, yeah. Oh, Whoa. that makes sense now. I, I didn't ever put that together, but yeah, that makes sense. Sublimated, yeah. yeah. So, uh, and it has nothing to do with sublime the band. Mm. Uh, it doesn't have to do with sublime the band, um, but I'm um, sure um, it has something to do with the concept of sub- being sublime. <laughs> they okay. all seem to be too close mm-hmm. of a word, but we'll have Just to like look that Just like releasing, up. yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But um, but yeah, so comets, lots of outgassing because it's mostly some sort of ice, water ice, carbon dioxide ice, and various other gases that are frozen on there. But, you know, it's remnants from the early part of the solar system, and it comes close to the sun, heats up, gases come off, solar wind pushes it back, we have nice comet, comet tail, and so on. Hmm. Asteroids generally don't have that much of a, you know, there's been a few odd ones that do seem some to have outgassing, but mostly... They're just rocks of some one kind or another. Got you. And then when they fall, in it's a very weird uh, terminology. When they fall through the sky, they're called um, meteoroids. And then once they're on the ground, they're called meteorites. Whoa. So what's a meteor? A meteor is, I think, when it's sort of in space. Uh, okay. But it's, it's more or less an asteroid. So it changes. Oh, okay. It's the same thing, but it changes its name when it lands. Yeah. yeah. All right. And so whenever you, somebody talks about... A, a ch- basically, a chunk of a meteor that became, as you saw it as a, um, a meteor into me- a meteoroid into a meteorite. Right, meteorite, yeah. And if I remember correctly, this has been a long time. I didn't think we'd get into the etymology of this. Well, that's why we're here, yeah. dude. Uh, but but then, if you want to sort of see how Hollywood has treated this, I would recommend, sort of, kind of recommend, if you want a bad old cheesy movie, the 1980 version. 
Rent Meteor with Sean Connery and a, oh. a huge cast of very, very famous people re- reenacting the disaster movie of the 70s, except this time the disaster is a meteor hitting the uh, the world. And, okay. Oh, your and, next appearance. Can yeah, exactly. We'll do that next time. That sounds really cool. Um, okay, so let's take a very quick break. And then when we come back, I'm going to call our friend Mara Sudis, who is a construction engineer who has worked on oil refineries, and find out uh, some information about Armageddon through her. And we'll be right back. Bad Science is sponsored by Keeps. Keeps is designed for guys who want to stop hair loss. With their scientific and affordable approach, Keeps is the easiest way to stop hair loss before it's too late. And it really works. And it's completely safe. It's FDA approved, guys. And you know, there's a lot of reasons to keep your hair. Let's say you're confused about something and someone's looking at you and you need to stall for time. So you start scratching, right? The top of your head like that classic, I don't know what exactly what I should do look. But if you don't have hair, it looks crazy. What are you scratching? Your scalp? It's very odd. You need hair there to create some motion, right? Or let's say you're you're going to surf. Everybody else is going to have long hair. They're surfing guys, right? They're surfers. That's kind of a classic look. And you can't have that look unless you have your hair. And you won't have your hair unless you get keeps. So get some keeps, guys. It's affordable and you can get your first month free. And that's a hell of a deal to keep your hair. There's no reason to put it off any longer. Stop your hair loss today the easy way with Keeps. I know it's helping me. My father and his father before him are bald as all heck. And I'm not going to follow in their footsteps. I'm keeping my hair with Keeps. And you should keep your hair too with Keeps. I wonder how many times I can say Keeps in about 60 seconds. We'll find out next time. But for now, you can receive your first month of treatment for free. You go to keeps.com slash bad science. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash bad science. Okay, that's a free month of treatment at keeps.com slash bad science. Keeps, hair today, hair tomorrow. The break is over. Here we go. Back to the show about science. Hello. Hi, Mara. Hi. How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm good. You are on with me and Ricky and Verujan. Hi. Hello. Hey. Hey. Um, so we had a few questions about Armageddon, and uh, I know that you are such an expert on uh, oil refineries, so I thought I'd mm-hmm. lay some of these on you, and, and you tell me what you think. Sure. Uh, so you were you were part of the safety precaution team for a refinery that exploded. Is that correct? Yes. You had one job. (laughs) Well, your job kept everyone safe, right? Yes. Okay, so no one one was hurt, and I just want to know, like, what happened and if it had anything to do with all of these, you know, errors that happened in the movie, if it was, like, an air pocket, because there was, like, four different times where there was an air pocket uh, explosion (laughs) in the film. Yeah, so... The, again, the drilling is just a little bit different from refining, but it can be something as simple as that. One person turns a valve the wrong way or the chemical composition of something is a little bit different or there's an ignition source and so something catches on fire and, yeah, anything like that could happen. But the important thing is to have all of the safety protocols in place so that if something goes haywire, the right stuff shuts down and everybody gets out of there. Okay, so was it like the film where everyone is just sprinting away and jumping or is there Absolutely. like... 
absolutely not. <laughs> you you wear these uh, monitors that every time you go out into the field, you need to calibrate your monitor, and it's a gas detection monitor. So if it starts beeping, even at a really low level of any kind of leak, you get out of the way. So as soon as anything happens, everybody just calmly gets out of the way, and then mm. from like on a remote location works to like fix the problem. Oh, interesting. So where is this monitor? Where are you? you wear it like on, I'm like pointing to it on my, uh, you wear it like on your um, jumpsuit really close to your face. <laughs> really close to your face. It's like a screen or what are you talking about? It looks like a walkie talkie and oh. the ones that we had would detect H2S, which is um, hydrogen sulfide, which is really, really toxic. So making sure that that wasn't too close to your face. (laughs) That sounds important. Um, My last question here is, uh, do you think it would be uh, more efficient to train drillers to be astronauts or train astronauts to be drillers? Uh, That's the age-old Armageddon question. Well, I think that, of course, you could train astronauts to do anything. I mean, they're made to learn things quickly and to learn procedures well. But um, you know what? I still love the the needing of the instinct when it comes to drilling. And mm, I don't the, know. The craft I, of I, it. Exactly. Like the feel. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm into it. <laughs> okay. Well, that's good to know. You guys have any questions for Mara? I have a question. So at the end of Armageddon, when Bruce Willis is about to die and he's talking to his daughter, how come the Skype works so well? They can't hear them. And then all of a sudden there's like a perfect FaceTime video. What's up with that? That is that is a fantastic question. I, mean, I live on the other side of the country from my family, and my Skype doesn't work all the time. Right. It worked so well from space, but they had no communication up till that point. Yeah. It was weird. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that meteor has some properties that just, like, <laughs> amplifies video. Yeah. Also, the way you're defending this makes it sound like you really enjoyed Armageddon. Is that true? I really, I really enjoyed Armageddon. <laughs> Knew it. How what? did you so- not? Mar, you have no I, idea how many problems I have with this movie, but I'm not going to get into it with you. But if you, I mean, just defend it for a second. I mean, tell me, like, as if I've never seen it, why is it so good? Why is it so good? Because I love, I love when normal people get to save the day. And this is the most normal of people who work like a regular blue collar job. And they're the ones that get to save the day. I, it's fun when the scientists are the ones that save the day and they play a part in this, but really it's the like, the guys in the field that get to go and save the whole planet. That's great. Yeah, that's true. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, that's a great point, Mara. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. All right. Well, thank you for, for joining us on this brief Mara section. I wish I had like a cute name for it, but <laughs> I basically just called you. Awesome. <laughs> uh, all right. See you call later. It, I just called all you. Right, talk to you later. Yeah. <laughs> thanks. Thanks for joining us on. I just called you. <laughs> yeah. All right. Bye. But I, what I will throw in in terms of, you know, liking things uh, mm-hmm. in terms of about Armageddon. Yeah, please. Uh, NASA, people who work from NASA, mm-hmm. aspects of NASA, any of it has never looked so good, has mm-hmm. never been so lovingly presented in terms of just the way things are shot. Everything was shot apparently at golden hour. It was just beautifully oh, golden right, right. light at all times. That's true. And that it, guy who was the head of things, the head of the... Space Army, whatever. I don't know what he was doing. The Billy Bob Thornton? So no, the other guy. The other guy? Yeah. The general? Yeah. He was oh. always, like, glistening. He was oh. always, like, shot, like, a hero angle <laughs> right, with, like, yeah, a right. moving camera and just, <laughs> yeah. like, just, like, a glimmer in his eye. And, yeah, they yeah. did a lot of bounce cards on him. Oh, yes. yeah. I mean, but yes. all of it. I mean, the, 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 I mean, and 
NASA actually give them incredible access to make that movie. All right. of the stuff you know, see in Kennedy Space Center is Kennedy Space Center. Mm-hmm. Uh, not all of them, but certainly the outdoor areas, the launch sites. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what about that room full of TVs that Liv Tyler was in by herself when she was yeah. Skyping with no, them? No, it looked no, like that, a music video. Yeah, no, yeah. That, that was an extreme version of, of uh, Mission Control, yeah. which... Uh, but then they, there are other parts of uh, Kennedy Space Center that they have. There's one... Uh, the, the, the the space simulator, the water simulator, all of those right. were actually the, the ones at Kennedy. I yeah, mean, not Kennedy, I mean cool. Johnson. Both of those were at Johnson Space Center. And then when they went to Kennedy, there were the various different launch sites that went to. Those are the real launch sites. Okay. How You've been to launches before? I have been to launches before. Okay, let me ask you this. Yeah. In this movie, there are two launches yeah. that happen pretty much at the same time. Yeah. They're very close together. Yeah. Does that make any sense? You ever seen that before? Never, never seen that before. There were two. I did not pay attention. <laughs> there were two, two shuttles that went, went up at the same, nearly the same time. And oh, yeah. I kind of just thought they were on the same shuttle. <laughs> that is so funny. I, well, There's listen, like... I was also looking at Instagram occasionally <laughs> while I was I, watching Armageddon. I literally don't. I don't blame you at all. Yeah. I totally get it. Yeah. If you told me you just watched ten minutes of it, I'd say good for you. Yeah. That's the right move. Um, no, yes. Yeah, so they they break them off into two teams. And they're in two space shuttles, and one takes off. They go off. to the same location, though. They're going to the, they're going to the meteor. Well, no, first they're going to the Russian space station to right. refuel, and then go to the meteor. Go to the meteor. There wasn't enough room on the one, or right? Yeah, I mean, they they wanted a much larger crew. They want they basically wanted, and this part is not incorrect. That is, if you're going to try and save the world, you need, you're going to double up your chances. You have yeah. two of those armadillos and two drilling. Can we quadruple and, up our chances? I really yeah. thought like it's we have one chance. Send everybody and send them early. Yeah. Well, they, yeah. they talk about the zero barrier where it's like once you're at that threshold, yeah. we're all dead. Yeah. It's like why send them to fix it at that point? They have 18 days. Just start sending stuff out there, and then I don't know. We'll figure it out as we go. You think? Yeah, and and. Again, more likely than not, you will send robotic spacecraft. Why are you endangering human beings? Now, certainly to save the planet, that's worth it. But, you know, and this is one of those kinds of things. It's a... It was so much complexity to be launching humans versus if you're going to do it quickly, you know, launch robots yeah. and so on. And start launching robots. I love that idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and, and again, I'm biased because, you know, that's that's the side of NASA that I work on. So I, this is not a, a not against think the human biased. space exploration. That makes it's, sense. But the main thing in this one was, yeah, it's very difficult to do any individual launch. And mm-hmm. you want to be very careful to not blow up. And, you know, this is, this is a lot of procedures have to be followed to do two simultaneously. <laughs> is just I've never heard of it being done before. And, yeah, and it seemed like a ridiculous idea. Yeah. What was the point of that? Because did everyone die on the one ship or something? Eventually, yeah. Remember, one of the ships crashed when they're landing, and that's the one that Ben Affleck was on. Then they oh. drove out the armadillo, and then they met, right. met up with the others. Then they saw him. Oh, that's yeah, right. there's yeah. so much that happens. It's like yeah. a blur. The whole thing's a blur. Yeah. I thought it was really funny after the launch. They, uh, <laughs> they're, they're still. It's I don't know. It's like 30 seconds after they yeah. launched, and he says like, "Employ the roll maneuvers," yeah. and then for some reason they start spinning. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had no. I don't know why they did that even. Yeah, no, there, there is a roll maneuver, that, okay. but it was a roll. That is, the space shuttle would launch, and it's heading in a particular, it has a particular angle, and then mm-hmm. it rolls over so that the space shuttle is at the bottom, so that weight is heavy, so it's actually much more stable, mm. versus the launch, because which is much more vertical, so right. they roll over to be more stable. And then they threw in a couple of other things which are correct, which is something called Max-Q, which is the maximum pressure on the spacecraft, which is how much air there is in front of you and how quickly you're going through. Of course, the air is getting thinner and thinner and thinner as you're getting higher. Okay. So all of these things, I mean, they, they got a lot of the chatter in the background correct. And I mm. think... Uh, oh, that's cool. Then. So, so one question, could space camp have happened? 
if they had that little robot to yeah. actually <laughs> Max, <laughs> Max. Or no, no, no. It's, what's the it, name no, of the Max robot? is the boy. Max yeah. is Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. Send Max into space. Space, yeah. No, yeah. That, yes. If if that robot is there and has access to the entire launch, it's technically possible. <laughs> well, not not really. Actually, oh. <laughs> we're so close. Uh, no, no. Mostly because um, the sh- the shuttles at the time, I don't think were ever. Although it came close, but they were never done so that it was entirely automated. So ah. there's. Okay. It was it was very robotic, but they never flew them in an entirely automated mode, and that's what was required in Space Camp. Right. Um, I have another issue. Yeah. You can tell me. Um, so when the asteroid is like of coming near the moon, they say that most of the debris from the asteroid tail will be like sucked into the moon with its gravitational pull. Does yeah, that I mean, make any sense? It does some of it, but it's not going to clear out all of it. It's just, I mean... It's they made it the, sound like, we don't have to worry about that stuff. Yeah, and and which wasn't true because they got clobbered with all the debris behind the asteroid, and that's why one of them crashed. Right, that's also true. Uh, oh, and during that part, they had a, uh, what's it called, evasive radar yeah. uh, come on. And so the thing kind of, I guess, like by itself... Would move well. This these were special military. These was it X seventy one space shuttle. So right. I was like, I'll give them that. They've they've come up with something like this. Okay. Uh, and then I, and we we know the military have assets which NASA does not. I mean, I, hmm. I this is uh, uh, NASA is I think either the third or fourth largest space agency in the United States. Oh, so after the Air Force, the CIA. The National Reconnaissance Office. It's oh. that's how. So they have assets that we have no ideas about. That's insane. I would have thought for sure NASA would be the number one. No, 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 no. We're bringing up the rear. Wow. Oh man, that's so like I don't know. It's like disappointing. It feels mm-hmm. like a letdown. It feels like the '80s. We were kind of crushing it. Yeah. Do you know what one of my <laughs> other favorite parts was when Liv Tyler tells Bruce Willis that Steve Buscemi taught her how to use a tampon? <laughs> yeah. That felt oh, unnecessary. Oh my and he God. was like, no, I didn't put it in. I told her about it. <laughs> it's like, nobody was asking you that. No, <laughs> nobody thought you put it in. Like, yeah. like what? Yeah, it's yeah. one of those, they really try to reach for jokes in yeah. the movie. Yeah, and a lot of them seem up. so unnecessary, right? Tommy had to use a tampon. But like, also, was Bruce Willis supposed to do that? Like, shouldn't a woman be teaching you that? Yeah. It's not like the clear dad responsibility. It's not like, right. it's not your friend taught me how to drive. Your friend taught me how to throw a ball. Yeah. Your male friend taught me, I don't know. Oh, yeah. It didn't love it. Yeah. No. I feel like she would have asked a gal somewhere. Yeah, but yeah, and the, and I don't know. Buscemi just seems like such a weird scumbag. <gasps> yeah. Like sleazeball. So to combine that with I helped her. Yeah, the tampon is like right. whoa. That's like the I worst. Feel decision. like I would have gone to Michael Clark Duncan. Yeah, of those guys. <laughs> trust if I was going to ask the tampon question, mm-hmm. the big T, I would go to or the dude with a kid. But we don't know what he did to be right. something really blacklisted. Bad. Seems yeah. like yeah. yeah. Okay, so that was really weird. Yeah. Uh, the space station, Russian space yeah. station. They say that this guy's been there for 18 months by himself. Yeah. Has that happened before? That has happened, but it, they, they sort of munged a couple of things together to have this happen. So the okay. Mir space station had was continuously inhabited, and they would have astronauts go up. And then one sometimes you know one would stay up, and then two would go up, and they would they would switch off. During the fall of the Soviet Union, there was a point when there was an astronaut up there because of all the political unrest. They didn't bring him back for something like, you know, 18 months. I don't know the exact time. A Russian guy? Yeah, a Russian guy. So when he eventually came back down, he came back to a country that he had 
that didn't exist anymore. He left the country. He, he was, left the USSR. He left the USSR. He has the CCCP patch Whoa. on his arm. He comes back he came down back, to he's Russia. He's like, I live in Chechnya? Yeah. <laughs> what is no, no. this? So he comes back down to a country that doesn't exist. The flag doesn't exist anymore. And wow. so, But he witnessed it all from in space while he was on Mir. So why did they, what was the point, I guess, of leaving him there for 18 months? Well, they couldn't. The, the, Budget cuts? You know, there was, it was incredibly, you know, there was incredible unrest. They didn't know what to do. Budget cuts? What was right. going to be funding it? Oh my they god! A, 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 so yeah. frightening for that guy, probably. Right, yeah, and yeah, also oh, it's a absolutely. cold war with us. You can't exactly ask us to go get him. Yeah. yeah Although yeah. I feel like we might have if we were headed up there anyway. It's like, you look, know, we have a lot of disagreements. Right. However, this Charles guy. is up here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, but that's we can't the thing leave is, Charles hanging. Yeah. yeah. I mean, eventually. Uh, that's a nightmare. Yeah, and, and <laughs> eventually there was cooperation, and we did send the space shuttle up to Mir to get us prepared. Was for he all messed up? What did he do afterwards? Um, no, I think it, it's it was it's a tough thing. I mean, physically it's already difficult because you're losing bone. Muscle yeah, mass, yeah. Heart. Did he know that people weren't like? Did he just lose like uh, communication with them? Or no, was no, no. He, they he was aware. Constantly. So they were like, could, "We're just still not coming." Yeah, yeah. It was like we can't. You know, we we're not ready to come send a rocket to bring you back. Right. But their mission control was talking to him, so he could have those kinds of communications. Right. Yeah. And he saw the political turmoil, except not right. as a member in Moscow or anywhere else. He was right. above the planet, watching the country he was from disintegrate. Whoa. <laughs> That's absolutely insane. Yeah. I thought did for he, sure that was just a... Did know. he get news alerts up there? Probably? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure he did. Yeah. Like Reagan's being a jerk. <laughs> yeah. no, this was after Reagan, though. This, oh. was, um, this was when, the you know, after the Berlin Wall was coming down. That was 1986? Um, 88, 89? Uh, was that Jude uh, Bush Sr.? So, so, yeah, George H.W. Yeah. Bush was president okay. at that time. Could they send him... I don't know why I'm asking such yeah. specifics, but now that we're on it... <laughs> Like, could he watch TV or like movies, or do you just I, read books? Well, do they have books? Up there? No, no. I think I think they, they were. I, my suspicion is they were able to supply to send resupply ships, but the resupply ships are not the same as human rated. Uh, oh, spacecraft. so you're. Oh, okay. So they sent unmanned Whoa. stuff to head to him. Yeah, to have food and so on. So I think, but I'm not certain. I mean, this is He's we're like, talking about almost thirty years ago. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I was going to say. If they're yeah. sending an unmanned thing, why can't he hop on and go back home? Doesn't have air, or at least or it has air reason. and no air, and the, 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 the environmental controls aren't there. It's a real, you know, and and the the, un, the unmanned spacecraft are designed to burn up on their way back. They don't have parachutes. They don't have rockets. It's, that would wow. be very frustrating. Yeah, I, I, I can only imagine. Yeah, absolutely. I hope he like wrote yeah. a book right. while he was yeah. up there and sold it for whatever. Yeah, That's no, that a was unique a story. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, I wanted to know if we had ever landed on an asteroid before, or a large meteor, or whatever. Um, our robots have. Um, okay. So there was uh, a mission from JPL called Near Earth Asteroid Rendezvous, um, which was only designed to orbit the the asteroid. Oh, interesting. And then at the Where end, was it, the asteroid? Like uh, it was just you know part of the asteroid belt around. Oh, okay. Uh, between it's a big ass sky. Part of the three yeah. percent that we can check right, out. Right. Yeah. Uh, it might have been one of those that comes a little bit closer, so it was easier to reach. So it was. Um, okay. So at the end of the mission, when they you know, mapped the asteroid, got a lot of information about it, and so on, and they're like. I wonder if we can land on it. So they, they, they did the trajectory to come in and, and, and you have this pictures getting closer and closer. And the camera, of course, is not designed for real close-ups. So it just gets blurrier and blurrier, but you, you know, you're on the asteroid. Whoa. Uh, See, I knew they couldn't do close. That Skype thing was total bullshit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You can't the, do that close-up. Yeah. I com, knew it. The communication yeah. thing drove me nuts, too, because it kept going in and out at like oh, but, the most but, but it was, it was But it was so story-driven. It's like yeah, the yeah. story requires static. And yeah. the static comes in. And the story requires perfect communication. Oh, my wow. God. 
beautiful picture. All of a sudden. <sighs> Guys, I have so much more. I'm trying to find like the biggest yeah. things here. So for one of them, I just have written down that there's so many helicopters in the movie. Did yeah. you guys notice this? Yes, no, Not at all. There's so many helicopters, yeah. Ricky. It's just like random f- shots of, you know, them talking or something. And then for no reason, the camera will just like pan yeah. up and you'll say, shoo. Yeah. Wow. So, How did I not notice that? I yeah. thought that was so no, silly. No, when they were getting Michael Clark Duncan in South Dakota, supposedly they have tons of helicopters chasing him down as well yeah. as like their CHP. Oh, all the time. The, the and then they land finally. Then there's jets. And yeah. now there's like, why are so all constantly? They got, they got the, not the Blue Angels, the Air Force equivalent of it. I can't believe I'm forgetting the name of it. But they had a flyby at, at the end of the movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, that, I mean, it all looked yeah, great. It's, it's, it's gorgeous, gorgeous, yeah, gorgeous. Well, and speaking of that stuff, because yeah. I had also recently seen Apollo 13 mm-hmm. a few weeks back. The space, all the shots, really, yeah. of in space and the space shuttle are fantastic. Yeah. And compared to this one, and this came after, and they even make like a weird poke at Apollo 13 because he says Houston you have a problem yeah. which I thought was like oh Hilarious. my god yeah really good clever idea whoever wrote that was like in their bedroom being like <laughs> yeah I was like wait till they see this one <laughs> it was you probably J.J. Abrams or the other nine writers yeah, that were on this oh movie god, yeah. which is unbelievable because um, I feel like a nine year old could have written it no offense to J.J. and oh, the, no, nine no, no, the writers no, no. I, I will dispute that this was okay. definitely a teenager definitely okay. a teenager you're right <laughs> my fault my fault um, but yeah I don't know I just thought it was weird how Apollo 13 was made like years earlier and it just looks so much more legit and then a lot of these sequences looked so silly well, because Ron Howard and all the people making the movie wanted it to look legit in fact right, right. a good chunk of the weightless scenes were done in weightlessness uh, yeah, that's right I by saw flying that. on uh, what's called, called? Often, it's usually called the vomit comet but it's actually <laughs> uh, because it's, the, it's an airplane that does parabolas in the sky so once the airplane is falling like imagine if you cut the uh, cables off an elevator you're just all falling so you get basically free fall and so they put the set of the capsule in that plane mm-hmm. and they would do these arcs and they would do these scenes and you can only have about 30 seconds or so to, to film your scene. That is a long day of shooting. Yeah, yeah. So, and a really like a, a yeah. turmoil to, yeah. like, no, no, to no, go it was, through. It was <laughs> difficult. And then other scenes which they could sort of pretend like they were floating, you know, they did that, but they, they sort of broke it down. They paid a lot of attention to everything. The the effects were mostly spot on exactly. They were trying to reproduce it's all awesome. the things. So they were, they were going for realism. So I'm not going to knock Armageddon for this mostly because I, the thing about Armageddon was it was you know it's it's a fantasy it's a fun movie. It's, it's action a, yeah, movie it's a it's a it's it's a fantasy movie it's not I mean, it was set in an imaginary NASA and imaginary US and all of this um, um, so do you know so, what else I didn't that yeah. I didn't understand so Bruce Willis was so shocked and so angry that Liv Tyler was dating right. Ben Affleck yes. they're on this rig there's like eight men <laughs> and he's the hottest one by far and he can't believe that she would hook up with him and he's like right. I wanted you to be with someone else and it's like well let her off the boat yeah. right yeah who else is she yeah. gonna well, date she has no contact with anyone and oh obviously she's gonna be like yeah I didn't think about that at all that's no, no, so yeah. true it was weird she's like this guy taught me to use the tampon she's never had contact with the outside world <laughs> yeah. and he's like and how could shocked. this happen yeah, how could yeah. this happen Mm, and the and then father. when they're trying to tell tell him that she's grown up, except they tell him in the most awkward way that oh your daughter's hot and you're like she's exploring uh, her sexuality yeah, like, yeah. Oh. and they're all yeah. saying it too yeah. like, all three of them are really going to town on that yeah. on that thing so let, let's talk about the end of the movie here for a second did you still did you catch the end or I were did you, okay the wedding scene so yeah there's a wedding on the Super 8 which was Ben Affleck's Super 8 camera by okay the way. I was gonna his, say his idea this is 1998 or perfect. Per, 
potentially further in the future. They yeah. had video cameras. Nobody did wedding videos with a Super 8 camera at that I, point. Supposedly, Ben Affleck said, wouldn't it be cool? And okay. Michael Bay said, yeah, I love that idea. Let's use your personal Super 8 okay. camera. Right. And he actually shot everything that he's not in okay. in that sequence. Right. Okay. Interesting fact. Interesting. Um, but anyways, I thought this whole... I thought the straw, drawing the straws thing was weird. and Yeah, his straw was pretty long to have lost. <laughs> yep. Right? Because yep. when he yep. drew it, I was they like. They all seemed the same size. Yeah, he yep. drew it, and I was like, well, he's safe. Yep. And he was like, no. No, no. Nope. That's, I remember yeah. when I first saw the movie when it came out, that's exactly yeah. what I thought. The only part of drawing <laughs> yeah. straws that yeah. you need to get right and is also, one short. who found those straws? Who cut them? So fast. He, and they were like sudden, wires yeah. or something. And they're all different colors. Yeah. It looks yeah. like a, like a Disney joke. convenient. Yeah. yeah, so that was really weird and then when you know Harry decides I'm actually going and he like traps him or whatever you know makes him go in the thing there's this like really emotional uh, back and forth mm-hmm. between them, and and AJ is like yelling at him, and he's, he's saying, "He's got no oxygen or something." Didn't he take off? His- yeah, he took yeah. off the oxygen yeah. uh, to his but helmet. He's yeah. yelling, "I love you!" And you're and my it's son. Like, yeah, it, yeah, it's like really over. I don't know. So I thought that was super strange. And then when he finally blows up the nuke, there's this like super like cliche, "My life is flashing before my eyes" sequence. Right, yeah, you yeah, know what I'm yeah. talking about? And there's I've rewatched it today just because I was like, "Is it just me or was that like really shitty?" <laughs> like or just like so half-assed at the last minute and it really is okay. if you're listening to this and you don't remember what I'm talking about go back and watch just that part he blows up the nuke and then there's like there's a shot of Liv Tyler and then there's like her as like little kid and then it's just like her in a wedding gown like a like on a, like a black screen and then just his face looking like I don't know what's going on and then that's it that's his life yeah her so as a like, child the both of them as of their the age that they are now like we gotta make some budget cuts we gotta use Ben's camera for the credits yeah. yeah. and that flashback we can't have any footage yeah. we forgot yeah. to shoot the flashback yeah. I don't know what to Sorry. do it's too late <laughs> oh, and then nice. his last words he says we win Gracie that's the last his last words yeah. before he dies he goes we win Gracie <laughs> we win oh. what is there where was it a competition <laughs> Gracie and by the way he doesn't win no, yeah, no that's what there's I was no, going to say no yeah. Me there. Yeah. instantly yeah. dies yes yeah so very strange um, okay a- AJ won yeah, yeah. No, no, AJ won yeah. <laughs> yeah AJ and you win Gracie <laughs> that's what it should have been um, alright so I don't know if you guys have any last thoughts no on just this. one correction that you know yes, during please. the break yeah no, no I mean I, I got oh, the right. sequence wrong it's uh, the um, the Object is meteorite in space. Meteor as it's going through the atmosphere, and it's meteorite on the ground. So apologies for that. Okay, uh, but, thank God. But yeah, no, that, but and in terms of other things, mm-hmm. the, the other thing though, in terms of since Deep Impact and Armageddon came out, you know, within months of each other, yes. one thing I will say about Armageddon was that it was relentlessly trying to be entertaining. And with all we've picked it apart, and that it, is true. Yes, and 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 uh, the difficulty that I had with Deep Impact, and whether I don't know if you, it's worth doing a similar thing for that, is. I remember in the theater, there were people looking at their watches. Mm-hmm. People were bored. Nobody was bored watching this movie. I mean, this is relentless, like just attacking you. That is you. very true. <laughs> yes. So I, I will, you know, I will hand them that. That's what they were trying to be. That's what the, I think they succeeded in that. Correct. And it was fun. Yeah. Yes, it was fun. Mm-hmm. I, I did read somewhere that the average uh, cut lasted 1.5 seconds in Armageddon. The average cut. Oh, like, the average shot. Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh. The, the, so Whoa. it was a lot of frantic crap going on in Whoa. this film, which I definitely felt. And maybe it's because I watched it, you know, by myself at midnight or whatever <laughs> last night. But I was, yeah, I just felt, I don't know, dizzy for yeah. a bit. Yeah, no, uh, that was definitely that. And and it's 
it's continued. I mean, to the point where I think later on with Michael Bay's Transformers movies are even worse in terms of just uber cutting. Yeah. This one I think still is watchable, but some of the newer mm. ones I think is, are getting there are parts where I'm just like, yeah, I know what's going on. Mm. I just I'm not entertained. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was entertained by Armageddon. Yes, mm-hmm. I think I was too, and I think the world was because yes. it yeah, no, made four hundred million dollars or whatever. Yeah, it made wow. a crap load of money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's cool for them. Okay, so Ricky and I are going to sing you a, a little song here um, about Armageddon. Ten minutes into the movie, I was Armageddon tired. (laughs) There's a lot of jokes, but those are not the funny parts. You'd think that Michael Bay would have Armageddon fired. If movies had a stench, then this would be a fart. Way through the movie, I was Armageddon dizzy. I should have stopped watching at the start. <laughs> Great. We did it. We did it. All right. Um, I'd like to thank my guests. And if you guys have something to plug, I mean, another period uh, that people should watch. Watch it on Comedy Central. Watch it on Comedy Central. Anything else you got going Garfunkel on? Garfunkel and Oates. We're having a new video coming out next week. Oh. Yeah, YouTube.com slash Garfunkel So by the time they hear this, maybe it's already out. Yeah, you we have a them? new video out now. Okay. And do you have something? Are you launching anything into a meteor? Uh, <laughs> uh, no, there's a mission called Osiris Rex, which will be rendezvousing with, the, uh, with an asteroid. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Uh, <laughs> you have a mission called Osiris Rex. Yes. Okay. It's a tortured, tortured acronym, but it's <laughs> oh, it's an acronym. Yes. <laughs> I didn't think that at all. Yeah. All right, that's hilarious. Uh, but no, it's it's a NASA mission going to rendezvous with an asteroid, and Whoa. then uh, we have a, uh, the Insight mission, which is going to be landing on Mars at the end of this year. Okay. And, and there was another rover on Mars that was caught up in a dust storm. Where yes, is that right at now? Right now? Uh, it's it's very unfortunate right now. The uh, Opportunity rover, which has been uh, uh, there since. 2000, it was launched in 2003, mm-hmm. uh, and landed in 2004, um, and it's been there functioning. I mean, it's a little bit more tired, but um, it's solar-powered, and there are these planet-wide dust storms, and one has risen, and it's part of it was just sort of sitting right on opportunity, which is very strange. Mm. But then it got bigger and bigger, so it hasn't been able to charge its batteries for a long time. It should have gone into a safekeeping mode where it basically just uses its... Uh, power just to keep itself alive, not try and communicate, not do anything until it gets sunlight and can recharge again. Okay. Um, the main thing is that it needs to keep certain parts warm or else they will freeze and break. Uh, and uh, fortunately, it's summer on Mars right now, so it's not as cold as it, it is, but it's still pretty cold. So we're just waiting for the dust storm to clear. And Oh, so we don't know right we now? Right now, we do not know whether it will come back or not. Jeez. Mm-hmm. So if, Thoughts and prayers to uh, opportunity. Uh, yes. Uh, but it's, it's, it's done an enormous job. It's traveled. Uh, it's it's traveled more than a marathon's worth uh, wow uh and uh, across mars so we'll keep us updated on uh osiris rex and, and uh, osiris rex yes it's and launched and, yeah and there's many more missions coming and it's uh we'll just keep our fingers crossed <laughs> that all of them work at this point <laughs> okay great well thank you guys i'm so glad that we did this and uh, we'll see you next time Bad Science is hosted and produced by me, Ethan Edinburgh. Our associate producer is Megan Bates. And our executive, pro- don't want to close my eyes, is Brett Kushner. 
If you'd like to email us, please go ahead, badscience at seeker.com. That's badscience at seeker.com. Let us know what movie we should do next and thoughts you have on the show. And follow us on Instagram at badscience show. That is at badscience show. We've got cool pictures up on there, behind the scenes stuff, and little warnings of what's to come. For example, there's information about our live shows. We've got one in New York coming up July 22nd. Make sure you get tickets to that if you're in New York. It's at a place called Caveat. And we have one on August 20th third in San Francisco. So hopefully I will see you there. And until next time, bye-bye.